calling out to the Atascacita community. It's time for your Atascacita Library advanced copy. Get your notes and news now. Hello, Atascacita community. Welcome to your advanced copy. Now, it may be the day of fools this April 1st, 2022, but we won't be adding to the pranks and antics. I'll blame it on my training as a librarian, where we try to avoid presenting misinformation as fact. So, let's start off with the news on construction. The library will be closed temporarily from April 11th to April 23rd. Now, during this time, there will be work on the inside, including windows along the north wall and the AV media room to be completed. They'll also be doing some work up in the ceiling areas that you just won't see, but are in preparation for construction further down the line. So, if you have a hold, or a hold comes in for you during this time period, it will be able to be picked up at the Kingwood branch. Even if your message says pickup is at Atascacita, the location for the pickup from April 11th through the 24th will be at Kingwood. Check our social media for the latest information. It is the most current information that we have on construction and how we will be able to continue to serve our customers during that time period. This month, of course, like many other months, there are a lot of things to honor and celebrate. National Pet Day is April 11th. Of course, there is Earth Day this month. That's April 22nd. It is also Poetry Month, and we have a great display of poetry in our library. Stop by and see that. It is also Autism Awareness Month. And also, of course, Easter happens this month. The library system as a whole will be closing early on the Thursday before Good Friday. will be closed Good Friday and Saturday. And of course, closed on Sunday, but will reopen on Monday the 18th. That's except us at Atascacita. We are going to be closed, as I said earlier, that entire time 11th through the 24th, so they can get some of that construction done on the inside of our building. And it is month of the military child. Purple Up Day is April 14th. Purple Up Day is a day to celebrate military kids. Purple references the joint environment of military, encompassing all service branches, active duty, reserve, National Guard, and veterans. Purple combines each branch's color into one. The Air Force, Navy, and Coast Guard all use shades of blue. The Army uses green, and the Marines use red. Military Child Education Coalition celebrates Purple Up Day this year on April 14th. We have a display in our lobby, and we encourage you to stop by and read more about the month of the military child. You can visit militarychild.org for more information. Also this month is Emergency Preparation Supplies Tax Holiday and... In order to help you get prepared to take advantage of that tax holiday, Darla and Daniel got together for this podcast to discuss emergency preparedness. And here we are at the beginning of April, and it's time to get prepared. So let's join Darla and Daniel for a little bit more on emergency preparedness. Hi, I'm Miss Darla. And this is Daniel. And we're here to talk about the Emergency Preparedness Supplies Tax Holiday, this takes place April 23rd to 25th, 
We're going to talk about all the wonderful things you can buy tax-free and some of the things you need, some of the things you don't necessarily need. All so. just in time for hurricane season. Exactly. I come from a preparedness background because my father was a firefighter. Actually, my grandfathers, both of my grandfathers were firefighters. My father and three out of four of his brothers were firefighters. So a lot of the things on the list are initially things you may not think of during hurricane season, but you'll be actually using year-round. Cool. So, and, and as an Eagle Scout, I always try to be prepared. So the list has things. You can actually find that at... Uh, the comptroller's office, comptroller.texas.gov. And there are things that are tax-free. There are some things that are kind of obvious that are not tax-free. So we'll go over kind of both of those. And the number one thing, the one thing that after February everybody was looking for, and the one thing that you do not want to buy the week of hurricane season is generators. <laughs> yes, that's something you need installed well ahead of time. Exactly. And it's something you need to learn how to use. Because they can be a major fire, especially gas, uh, gasoline generators, can be a major fire hazard. Most people don't realize you can't just fill them up and run them you, in between cycles. They need to cool down because putting gasoline into a hot generator can cause it to go boom. <laughs> mm, some simple science. And you don't bring them inside the house. I think. No, never. That, that's a recipe for a disaster very quickly. Yeah, do your research. This is coming out. Uh, the beginning of April. This gives you plenty of time before the tax holiday to do your research, kind of figure out what you want. There are gasoline powered, there are butane powered, there are battery powered that can be recharged with solar. And I actually have one of those. I really like it. You do need to be careful with those because they have lithium batteries in them. You may find a really cheap off-brand kind, but lithium batteries, if they come from a uh, kind of sketchy source, can also Yes. Go boom and catch fire. You most, do most, not want those things combined with oxygen. Yes. A lot of people don't remember the days of uh, flaming laptops or flaming... Uh, iPhones. Uh, yeah, cell phones that, that had issues with their lithium batteries. So if you're looking for one that is solar powered, it's going to have a lithium backup battery, just be really, really careful. Do your research. We have con access to consumer reports online and at the library. Just do a little research, figure out what you need and... What's the best seller for it? Unfortunately, it's less than $3,000, so you're probably not going to get a whole house generator. Those are kind of hard to get right now because people are wanting those after the big February storm of uh, 2021. We actually got one at our house, and we ordered it in July, got it in January. I think right now they're saying 11 months out time. There was actually a thing on the news about it. Less than 3000 you can usually get a gas, a gasoline-powered as opposed to a whole house generator, which is a uh, natural gas-powered one. And it has to be installed and the whole thing going on with that. They dig up your whole backyard, so... That is something you want installed by a professional and not just yes. someone who's watching a YouTube video yes. or two. So less than $300 is emergency ladders and hurricane shutters. Yeah, uh, I was looking at that and thinking the hurricane shutters would be very nice. That really would. That's something that I know actually one of our branches, the uh, Evelyn Metter branch, I think has hurricane shutters because they were destroyed during one of our big hurricanes. Their original branch, their original building was. I have a two-story house. Uh, one of the things I bought during last year's uh, tax holiday was an emergency second story uh, ladder. And it hooks on your window and it folds out and you go down it. I have not tested it. 
that is another thing you should probably do when you get certain things. You should probably test them, make sure they actually work. Well, so. that's part of being repaired is have a plan so that you're yes. not thinking, you know, when it happens, oh no, where was the ladder? Where did I store it? Wait, mm -hmm. is it in the closet? No, is it under the bed? But yeah, we come up with a plan, test it beforehand so mm -hmm. everyone knows where to go. As a kid, we actually had fire drills at home because my dad was a firefighter for 25 years and then he was a Harris County Fire Marshal for the next 25 years. So one of the things we did as a kid was a fire drill because when you're evacuating your house, you really want to have a single point where everybody meets. Yes. And that is really important because he said a lot of people, he, there were a lot of lives lost by people who went back in the house thinking their kids had not gotten out. And the kids were, they were in the backyard, not the front yard. We always had a, our mailbox. Our mailbox was on the street. And so it was always meet by the mailbox. Yeah, we had a tree in the front yard. Exactly. And we all knew that, you know, there was a fire, mm -hmm. which there never was, thankfully. But yeah, if there was some emergency, mm -hmm. we go there and meet and then we will go somewhere else. So less than $25, axes. <laughs> yes, and hatchets. And that's something you definitely want to learn how to use. <laughs> that, that is something, yes, there are safer ways to do it than others. And it can be a useful tool around the house, even for just getting rid mm -hmm. of tree limbs. You do need to approach it with some safety, probably do a little bit of looking in how to use it properly, not just you know, start throwing it at a tree, expecting it to knock it down. And I know a lot of people that live in one-story houses that are in the floodplain that actually keep an axe in their attic. Because, you know, if you've seen the footage from Hurricane Katrina, there were people that were stuck in their attic that couldn't get out. So I actually know someone who has an axe in a specific place, and everybody knows where it is, and it's actually very visible, that if they all go up to the attic, they know they can actually hack their way out of the attic if it comes down to it. So that's when you know, people say, well, why an axe? But most people don't realize that a uh, chainsaw needs gasoline. So, you know, it's a... It's a and, and blades and has moving parts. And, yes. You know, can break after a while and you get tired of holding it and doing mm -hmm. all those trees because they've all fallen down because of that one winter. Mm -hmm. I think it was Ike that we looked out the window and I watched our neighbor's trees fall. And they fell between houses, so they didn't actually damage anything. But it was strange to just watch them as like a giant, just picked them up out of the ground and put them between the houses. And I was like, oh, okay. Lincoln Logs. Yes. <laughs> so one thing that sells out immediately is batteries. Yes. Triple A, double A, CD, 6 volt, 9 volt. And usually the stores do sales in addition to that. Last year... All, you know, all the stores in Texas or the online stores that service Texas had big discounts on things. And so that was one of the things that I was like, yes, we always need fresh batteries. Well, this is just a great time to pick them up because mm -hmm. come Christmas, when you're opening mm -hmm. those new toys and they all require some number of batteries, you're going to have wished mm -hmm. that you already purchased those batteries. Exactly. So it, it's a good thing to pick up just because you know at some point you will need it. Yeah. And that's some of the other things on the list. I was like, there are things that you need year-round. Batteries, water, and strangely enough, Pop-Tarts. That was actually something that uh, I was hmm. watching a video about the supply chain and how when a storm starts approaching, all the big stores, Walmart, Target, HEB, all of them have their computer system set up so they know exactly what supplies need to go to what stores. So all the ones along the Gulf Coast, and strangely enough, strawberry Pop-Tarts. Hmm. is on that list. It's a comfort food 
that they said there's a huge rush on during hurricane well, it season. It keeps for a while. You don't have to heat it up. You can eat it immediately. Exactly. It is something nice for the kids. They will get, you know, get supplies in, but as we've seen before, batteries, water, all that kind of stuff goes out fast. If you already have batteries, make sure your batteries are not expired. The other day I had a fire alarm go off. Uh, one of our fire alarms had a low battery. I went to go get a, a new 9-volt, and all the 9-volts expired in 2019, so... Oops. Well, even if they haven't expired, if you keep them in like a bag together where the batteries are touching, then mm -hmm. they discharge and then you have dead batteries. Exactly. A whole bag full of dead batteries. Exactly. And worst case scenario, they can catch fire. <laughs> Non-electric can openers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And that's, well, I say that's something you should have. I have a couple of them mm -hmm. just because I occasionally have to open cans. And it's one of those things that if, if you're ever going to camp, if you ever going to be without mm -hmm. power, if you're ever going to want a can of soup, it's probably a good thing to have around. Yeah, because not everything has pop tops. You know, people think, oh, it's got a pop top, and then they pull it out of the pantry, and suddenly, uh-oh, we're going to have a, a I made that assumption opener. on a camp out once. The, the oh, one no. time I didn't have uh, <gasps> a little can opener. Oh, no. I was able to get it open, but it was memorable. Coolers and ice chests for food storage, and it says non-electric. Uh, those are also really, really handy because if you know, something happens to your fridge, electrical surges, that's another thing that happens is electrical surges could blow out your fridge or blow out your freezer. And at least you could keep stuff cool, you know, during that time. And I know that's one of the things that I purchased last year is I got a, ro a rolling cooler because it has a little handle like a, like luggage. Cause so many times coolers are unwieldy and hard to move around. And we lost our refrigerator during the, the week before the COVID shutdown, our refrigerator gave up the ghost. And it was one of those things of like, really, really, you know. So that, I immediately knew that that was something that we had to have. And have trekked lots of unwieldy coolers without wheels across long distances mm -hmm. out in the wilderness. Yes, having those wheels can make all the difference. Fire extinguishers. Now here's one thing that my dad, we make sure we have in every single room. It's something you need year-round, especially in the kitchen. Yes. Because that's where most fires typically occur in a house is in the kitchen. But, yeah, try to have fire extinguishers and learn how to use them. Check to make sure they haven't expired. It, it is all this kind of simple maintenance stuff mm -hmm. uh, that, you know, just being prepared beforehand. Because, yeah, mm -hmm. you need a fire extinguisher because there might be a fire at some point or not. Mm -hmm. It's good to have the safety. Same with batteries. And it's all these things that you think you should have. And unfortunately, some of us, and I've been guilty of this before, we just put it off till next week. Oh, yeah. That's, we always change the batteries out on our, um, our fire alarms. We usually change them out with daylight savings time. And last time I forgot to do that, I just was like, oh, I'll do that tomorrow. And then completely forgot. So when ours went off, I was like, oh, no. There's a great book called Atomic Habits, and it talks about pairing things with other things. That way you remember them. So it's a really good idea to say, oh, daylight savings time. We'll change out the batteries in our, all our fire alarms, our carbon monoxide alarms. You know, check your uh, fire extinguishers. Check all the stuff like that and just kind of bundle it together so that way it's, you don't have to go, oh, well, this month I have to do this and this, this month I have to do that. Just kind of bundle that together and be like, this is like a fire safety day. Things are not on the list. You can always have people check to see if they come up that way. Fire blankets are also wonderful to keep in the kitchen. And it's basically like this like emergency thick emergency blanket and you can just throw it over a fire and it'll extinguish it 
And those are wonderful. And that's a useful thing, especially with the cooking fire. Mm-hmm. And the oil where you don't want to just throw water on. Fire extinguishers are very important. First aid kits, I mean, that's a given. Yeah, that's a, again, that's something you probably should already have. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, this is a great weekend to get it. Update it because, you know, you'll go into your first aid kit and you'll get this out or get that out and you won't replace it. You'll think, oh, I'll do it later. And then you actually need something. Well, and the things inside a first aid kit can't expire. Exactly. Like the alcohol wipes, you know, after 5, 10, 20, 30 years, I'm sure they're no longer good. Mm-hmm. Well, and Band-Aids. Band-Aids have adhesive, and adhesive can go bad. We've had Band-Aids that I've pulled off and stuck on, and like, well, that adhesive did not make it. And when you need something like that, that's not the time to go, oh, wait a minute, middle of a hurricane, I don't want to have to go to the store and get a Band-Aid. So check all your stuff, just open one of the Band-Aids and see if it still sticks. You know, check all your you know items you need if you've got something out like gauze pads or anything like that just go ahead and, and replace it and I'm not a big fan of the commercial kits because a lot of times they don't have things you might actually need in them sometimes they're just little band-aids and this and that I tend to go get a list and look through it and be like oh yeah like a, the the compre- the cold compresses that you can slap on the ground and they get cold instantly those are wonderful chemical ones yes, yes. yeah that's... those are Something I have two or three of in mind just because I know, mm-hmm. hey, you know, if I need this, it's going to take five, six seconds to get it great. I know where it is. Mm-hmm. I need to check if it's expired or if it still works. Yes. Mm-hmm. I need to add to my to-do list. Exactly. Uh, fuel containers. So a lot of the things like your generator, your chainsaw, different things like that will use gasoline. Be very, 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 very careful with the fuel containers that you use. Yes, be very, very careful where you store them, how you mm-hmm. store them. That's uh, not something you probably want to store in the house. Yeah, don't don't put them by the uh, hot water heater. That's another thing. Don't store fuel by that. Don't stick those by a source that could... Not by a heat source. Exactly. Ground acre systems and tie-down kits. Those are things that we don't... I mean, we typically don't use in this area because we're not in the direct path on like Galveston and places like that but they are useful and hatchets much like your axes oh ice products reusable and artificial like I said when your freezer goes out your refrigerator goes out I think typically the refrigerator is good for 24 to 48 hours the freezer a little bit longer than that yeah pack it full if you don't have a full freezer which we always have a full freezer because we're always running out of room but you can actually do uh Ziploc bags of ice and put those in the freezer. Or even water bottles. Water bottles, yeah. Your water bottles in the freezer are great. So that kind of keeps your freezer full and cold a little bit longer. And when it melts, you've got water bottles. Light sources. That's another thing. (laughs) Portable and self-powered, battery operated. It also includes candles, flashlights, and lanterns. Being the child of a fireman, not so big on the candles or like kerosene lanterns or things like that because you've seen many, many issues with candles especially. Well, and the flashlights tie right back into the batteries. Exactly. You know, if you have a flashlight and you have to have the batteries that go with the flashlight, Mm -hmm. otherwise it's really not useful in the dark. One of the best things I bought last year was actually emergency light flashlights. They're flashlights that plug into your wall, and when the lights go out, they actually turn on as an emergency light. And so you can find your flashlight, because that's the biggest problem. The lights (laughs) go out and everybody's like, where is it? And 
everybody's like fumbling around in the dark to find it. And these were great. There's several different brands of them and they immediately turn on and light up and they so hold. So you can find them in the dark. Yes, it's wonderful. I was like, why haven't I done this before? So we have them in all the major rooms of our house. And sometimes it's hard to find a plug because everything plugs in nowadays and you're always plugging in phones and tablets and stuff. But we found some places that are very obvious that will light up and they work because when we had the February storm, all of our lights popped on and we were like, yay, I don't have to go fumble around. So those are really good. Like I said, not a fan, a big fan of candles because those can cause all kinds of fires. If you've got children or pets, it's easy for them to knock over. If you do get them, the one, basically they're considered altar candles. They have blank ones that don't have anything on them that you can find at all the major stores. And they're usually about 80 cents to a dollar. They burn for about 80 hours. So those are really good. They do make emergency candles. It'll burn for like 36 hours. Just like I said, be very careful. Keep them away from kids. Keep them away from pets. Other uh, flammable material. Yes. The gasoline and the fuel containers mm-hmm. you just bought. Camp stove. You know, anything that has anything that would go boom. And I don't know how many people actually use like kerosene lanterns or anything. Mostly that's a kind of a camping yeah, thing. Yeah, I've only used them on campsites. And then I have a couple friends that have antique ones mm-hmm. with the kerosene, you know, removed. Just mm-hmm. as a piece on the table or as a decoration. Yeah. But yeah, that's not something that most people are going to use. And yeah, that's... Yeah. Just if you decide to use it, if you decide to go back to the Little House on the Prairie days, just be really careful because it is very highly flammable. Mobile telephone batteries and mobile telephone chargers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this so. is an important thing. In this day and age, this is an important thing. You know, I have a couple of them... I've taken on trips, and it has been a lifesaver because then I've had my power to my phone, been able to mm-hmm. text other people on the trip, coordinate, and, and help easily move around. And during Harvey, a lot of people were on uh, certain apps. They were able to actually uh, message the Cajun Navy and a bunch of other people to come help them. So it really is, you know, the cell phone has become a major means of communication, and you don't want to lose your, your cell phone battery once again, in the, the, the February storm of last year, uh, the one thing I kept charge were our cell phones because we, had a, we have a smartphone and a dumb phone. And the good thing is the dumb phone has like about a you know, 48, not 48 hours, like about a week long battery life. But you know, our smartphones, if you're lucky, you can get 24 hours out of them. Now, if you have like a, you can always also charge those with your generator. But, you know, you don't necessarily want to use all your generator power on something like that, especially when it gets hot and you're using fans and different things like that. Or want to keep your fridge running. Exactly. Yeah. That's sometimes a little bit more important. So the little portable generators or the portable battery packs are really good. Radios. Yes, for younger listeners. Yes. may not remember these things. You can get this thing. Sometimes battery power, you can get little wind-up ones too. Mm -hmm. Little antenna up. And then you can catch news reports of things happening without your phone. And I don't know if a lot of people realize, but, you know, they ended broadcast TV. Used to, back in the day, they would actually have portable, little tiny battery-operated TVs that you could actually watch TV on. I remember during Ike, we attempted to watch Dancing with the Stars on one of those teeny tiny TVs, and it was like watching little miniature people dance. And it wasn't as much fun, but we we could get reports on, you know, weather and electricity and things like that. In the end, the radio is the one thing that we have now. We no longer have broadcast TV. Everything's digital. Yeah. 
definitely get one of those. If you can get a weather band radio, that really helps, especially during the storm. Once again, another one, smoke detectors. <laughs> yes, this is something you, everyone should already have in their house and should mm. maintain, but I've used the word should. Yes. And that's usually a bad word. Smoke detectors, and, if, and then they make combo ones that are smoke and CO uh, detectors, carbon monoxide detectors. Very, very, very important, especially if you are running a generator, if you are running these items, make sure you have your carbon monoxide detector because it can possibly, even if it's outside, you could be getting, uh, if you're running fans and stuff, you could be drawing that into your house and you definitely want to make sure those go off and they are loud because we got new ones. And yes, putting the batteries in was fun because it was very loud. You will hear that thing going off. Right, that's one of the things you want to make sure to point away from you when you yes. hit the test button. Yes. I, I've learned that too. <laughs> I had about 24 hours when my ears were ringing because it was like standing right there. I go, oh, look, I can push the button. And I'm like, oh, that was... And then it works. It, it works. It does its job very well. It worked really well. Tarps and other plastic sheeting, that's something that goes immediately before and after a storm. So pick those up now. Yes. Well, I, again, these are useful things to have around. A tarp, yeah. you can use it to cover things. You can use it to like put sticks on and drag them somewhere, mm -hmm. them out of the yard. That's a useful thing. Yeah, that's something that would be good to have all the time. Not just for a hurricane. And again, it's one of those things that once there's a hurricane or right before there's a hurricane, they're gonna fly. Oh yeah, the the, the people immediately you know because people use it, especially use it when they lose you know their roof or they lose shingles off their roof. You or need the blue the blue or, tarps. Yeah. Things that do not qualify. So that's basically all your, your PPE supplies, medical mask, cleaning supplies, gloves, the infamous toilet paper. Mm. Sorry, no, no tax deduction, no tax exemption for toilet paper. Camping supplies. I kind of feel should be in that category, but I guess that's, you know. Because they're, I guess, in recreational instead of you know, daily yes. supplies or useful supplies. I guess you don't have to have, but it would be good to have. Chainsaws, plywood, extension ladders, step ladders, tents, and of course, services. Those are all not tax exempt. If you have a question, always ask when things are being rung up and they can look and see if something's on the list. FEMA.gov has a list. Uh, Ready Harris has lists of things that you should definitely be stocking. I agree and disagree with some of the things on the list. Like they say, uh, a gallon of water per person per day. And well, they don't- That's just for drinking, right? Exactly. Yeah. Think of all the things you use water for other than drinking. Pandemic, post-pandemic, washing your hands, all the 8 million times you wash your hands, you're using water. Or flushing the toilet. Exactly. We always keep what we call the non-potable water for flushing the toilet because your water goes out you're gonna to have to have something like that. So when you look at the FEMA list or the Ready Harris list, you know, just think about what you use other things for because you can go, is it three days without water? I so, would not want to go three days without water. Exactly. But... It would have dire consequences. So things that are not on the list that you need to go ahead and try to start stocking up on, even if you just buy one thing every time you go to the grocery store, if you don't have a budget for getting ready for hurricane season, I always recommend just go ahead and you know get a gallon of water, put it aside. Also rotate your water. If you have bottled plastic water. It's, it's good to have the water and be better if it tasted like water. Exactly. You know, rotate your supplies. Actually use your stuff up that you've had from last year. 
you know, your canned goods, just kind of rotate stuff out. One of the best pieces of advice I have is don't buy food you don't eat. Because if you don't like spam, you're not going to want to eat spam. And while it would be nice to have that as an emergency food, mm-hmm. yeah, if you're just kind of looking at it and thinking, well, I'm going to eat everything else before I do this. Exactly. It's just going to sit there and sit there and plan ahead. Exactly. Uh, so that way you can have the food you like and not just have to buy that one can that's left on the shelf. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some basic preparedness advice. If you're told to evacuate, evacuate. Don't wait until you have to be rescued you know, listen to listen to authorities when they tell you, you know, the water's rising. There, you know, there were a lot of times that we don't necessarily know what's going to happen. But, you know, always, you know, look online and look at the evacuation routes. They're going to want to want you to go certain ways in certain places. Everybody remembers Hurricane Rita, where everyone tried to evacuate at one time. Plan also for your pets. You know, you're going to need dog food, cat food, whatever you need, make sure you have. And remember, they need water, too. So when you're planning your water, make sure you know that, yeah, your dog, your cat, your ferret, whatever you have, probably drinks water. And hopefully you out there will be able to use some of this and be prepared. So we'll see you next time. Bye. You've been listening to Atascacita Library Advanced Coffee. April 3rd through the 9th, it is time to celebrate our nation's libraries, library workers' contributions, and promote library use and support. It is National Library Week. This was first sponsored in 1958 by the American Library Association, and it's observed in libraries across the country each April. There are still plenty of programs to attend. Don't miss out for our teens on Club Anime. Join us for the latest in anime and manga live and in person. The program is for ages 13 to 18, and it is Tuesday, April 5th at 6 p.m. And of course, we still have our story times for the week of April 4th through the 9th. We have Tales for Tots, which is on Wednesday and Thursday at 10 a.m., That's for ages two and three. We have our Mother Goose Lapsit program Wednesday the 6th at 11 a.m. That's for ages 18 months and younger. On Thursday the 7th at 11 a.m. we have Beginning Bookworms and that's for 18 to 24 months. On Saturday, 2.30 p.m., it's Discovery Time with Ms. Christine. This is aimed at early elementary Siblings are able to attend, though the focus is on that early elementary age group. Going into the last week in April, don't forget to sign up for the book habit. That is on April 25th at 4. The book habit is a book club for ages 8 to 12. And this month, they're going to be discussing Unplugged by Gordon Corman. If you register, stop by the front desk to check out a copy of this month's book and then join us on April 25th at 4 for a fun activity relating to the book. Enjoy a snack and talk about what you read. And don't miss out on picking up the next kit for Spice Crew. We'll start handing those out April. Spice Crew is going to have a new adventure with Ginger. There are many uses for this versatile spice, so come by and pick up a sample along with some delicious recipes to try. Kits are available at our front desk and are while supplies last. So if you want to learn a little bit more about using Ginger in the kitchen to spice up your cooking, 
be sure to stop by and pick up those kits. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Advanced Copy. Do remember the library will be closed April 11th through the 24th. We plan on opening April 25th. The book drop will be locked, so please return any items to either the Kingwood or Octavia Fields branches. And if you have requests that came in, materials that came in for your holds, those will be picked up at Kingwood Branch. Even if your notification says Atascacita, during that time period, all hold pickups will be at the Kingwood Branch. Like, subscribe, and share this podcast with any who you feel might enjoy learning a little bit more about their local Atascacita Branch Library. You've been listening to Atascacita Library Advanced Copy. Find information on media used and resources mentioned on our podcast webpage. This podcast is produced by the staff of Atascacita Branch Library, a part of the Harris County Public Library System. Funds for the podcast are provided by a grant from Best Buy through the Friends of Atascacita Library. Find out more about this 501c3 organization at foal.ws. That's F-O-A-L dot W-S.